0: Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider podcast with your host Dustin doing a pod for the uh, pretty much uh, post Mavs season finals type pod uh, we're kind of in a, in between um, times time frames right now you know it's not quite the it's not quite off season yet the finals is going on and it's the draft is going to be happening and so i just wanted to sort of put a pod together um you know not a lot's going on with the mavericks right now so there's not a lot to talk about at the moment but we'll get into whatever you know rumors there may have be or whatever um, things people might be talking about or what you know and then um we'll talk about the finals for a minute so uh, but first we will start out with the the Mavs um, so there's not really a lot of news out there um, I did see that uh, that Kevin O'Connor from the ringer he did a video about the Mavericks and what the Mavericks need to do in the offseason one of the things he talked about was he thinks Gobert would be the best addition um, You know, I I don't, you know, as much as I think Gobert could help, I think I would much rather, I think, I think Gobert to me would be the best uh, B option. I think A option should be um, Zach Levine. Now in the past, I've, you know, people, there's been some people, some Mavs writers and stuff who had this pipe dream of Zach Levine, and I always thought it was silly because, you know, he was always under contract. He's never really been a guy who's asked for a trade. Um, so it was always one of those things where it's like, oh, if Dallas could only get Kawhi Leonard, and it's like, no, they're not getting him. You know, they're not getting Levine. They're not getting Durant, right? But now that he's actually a free agent, um He's an unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever it is he wants to go. You're in a position where you actually do have a uh, an opportunity to, you know, get someone like that. He's probably um, he's probably the best free agent this off season. I, I haven't looked through all of them, but I can't think of any really other major ones that might be out there. Um. But, you know, I, I think he fits Dallas better than pretty much anyone else. Now, what Dallas would have to give up if you did, say, a sign-and-trade, you know, it, it would probably have to start with Dinwiddie, obviously. Um, I don't know if Chicago's interested in Brunson. I I would avoid trying to trade Brunson but if it so happens that, now, I, I one of the things someone said that Kevin O'Connor said is a double sign and trade. Now, I had read somewhere that that was against the rules. Now, whoever said that could be mistaken on the rules, and so it actually might not be against the rules. So that's something that I'm going to have to do a little more research in, and I will, obviously, when the when the season's officially over, when the finals are over. And, you know, after the draft, um, I'll get into all that because, you know, I'm going to have something, um, at least to talk about, going into the offseason. So that's something I'll look more into. But if you can do a double sign-in trade, if that's possible. Um, I don't know if, if Chicago has interest in Brunson, I do think that if you're if you had to choose I, I'm pretty sure most people who don't have any sort of you know some people they don't want to get rid of somebody no matter what right but if you're thinking about somebody like who would you rather have player a or player B I think most people would rather have Zach Levine on the team over Jalen Brunson not that they don't like Jalen Brunson it's just that zach levine i think would mean more to dallas than brunson would i think zach levine would offer more than brunson and so uh you know because zach levine can handle the ball as well and i honestly don't think there's really an argument to be made like i don't think um obviously people who you know like i said are um passionate about brunson they're probably going to pick brunson right but i think Most people who know basketball would say you pick Levine over Brunson, right? So, but like I said, I don't think Chicago, I haven't heard Chicago interested in him. Now, the story went that, you know, the Knicks hired Jalen Brunson's father as like an assistant coach. Now, I really don't think that means anything. Um, I think people are reading too much into that. Brunson's never done anything to like follow in his father's footsteps. So why would he start now? Um, I think he's just going to play where he wants. Uh, So if he wants to be in Dallas, you know, but if if you could figure out a way to, you know, send Dinwiddie and then whatever, um, you know, you'd have to put another contract, whether it's Bertans or Hardaway. I I figure Chicago would rather have Hardaway if they had to choose. Now Bertans' contract runs out sooner. Bertans, I think, has one or two years left. So if you were to if they were looking to cut some pay over the next couple of years while still competing, you could take Bertans. And in essence, if you traded Dinwinnie and Bertans, you pretty much would turn Porzingis into Zach Levine, which would be funny if they could pull that off. But um you know, there's mixed stories on Zach Levine. Um, you know, the story came out that he probably wasn't interested in staying in chicago since then i've read somewhere that someone said that wasn't true now the only person that said that wasn't true was that brian windhorst guy and he said a lot of stupid things um like he said nobody wants to play with luca and i think that's complete garbage i think a lot of people would love to play with luca honestly but um yeah windhorst Winhorse, the only thing he's ever done in his life is hang on LeBron's coattail. That's it. So I don't really believe anything he says. Now, I did see someone say that it was probably Rich Paul who released the news about, um, who leaked the news about Levine not wanting to re-sign or stay in Chicago so that he could get the max from Chicago. Now you could still, if Chicago s- still wanted to um, sign a trade, he could still get the max, and Chicago could get something for it if they didn't want to have that salary. Like I said, you could you could probably do something with a Dinwiddie and a Bertans and maybe some draft picks. And if you had to throw in another contract, you know, someone like, and I know this sounds funny, but someone like Trey Burke or Marquise Chris, and I only say those players because – They've, they're two guys who only have one year left. And if you're looking to sort of shed salary after, you know, because you've got some guys that are coming up that's going to need to be paid. Like, you know, Patrick Williams eventually is going to need to be paid. And he's, he's a really good player. You know, you're paying Vooch a lot of money because, you know, he was a guy that came over from Orlando with a big contract. So Drozen's obviously making a ton of money. So, Chicago, since Jordan left, Chicago's not really been a team that spent a lot of money. Um, I, I know there was a, p- a period of time when they had Derrick Rose around the twenty ten time frame that, um, you know, they were spending money. But I, I just I, I don't know if they're wanting to pay Levine the max. Um, I think if you if a guy like Zach Levine wants to win, and this is a, a very homer take, obviously. Um, being a Mavs fan. But I think if Zach Levine really wants to win, he should play for the Mavericks. Um, Now, his agent is, I think, that Rich Paul, and, you know, he's a LeBron guy. So he might try to get him to the Lakers. Um, And, you know, if you're a team, like I said, like Chicago who wants to cut salary, um, you do take on um, Westbrook's contract. You know, I, I do believe at some point Westbrook will be moved because... There's going to be a team out there like Indiana or Charlotte that wants to cut money. And the best way to cut money is to take on someone like Westbrook and send out those contracts you don't want anymore. Like Gordon Hayward is something that I don't think Charlotte wants to deal with anymore. So they're willing to take on Russell Westbrook for one year to get rid of Gordon Hayward's contract. Because I think Gordon Hayward has a few more years left. so. You know, if Chicago is looking to really cut salary like that, they I could see them taking on Russell Westbrook's contract for one year and making that trade, but I, I still don't know if that makes um, the Lakers the favorite. I know a lot of people believe that they only didn't compete because of injuries, and while that's probably mostly true, it's also true that they really don't have a lot of talent outside of the top guys. And if you were to make the trade straight up for Levine and Westbrook, you're still in the same position except all you have is Zach Levine now, but you're still not going to get a full year of Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. There's always Anthony Davis's excuses. Well, I got hurt. Well, you're always hurt. And, the older LeBron gets, the more he's going to be injured. That's just the facts of life. That's not any sort of insult to him. It's just the older you get, the more you're going to be injured. That's just it's just how it is. That's, that's you know, life. So I I think if Zach Levine is really serious about winning something, I think the Mavericks are his best chance. Um, if you could pull off a trade of Dinwiddie and... Either Hardaway or Bertans. Obviously, if you could do Bertans, that would be more ideal. I'd rather send Dinwiddie and Bertans, and then whatever filler you have to put in. But and draft picks. Obviously, send draft picks. Dallas. Dallas is going to be a bottom five pick every year. That you don't. You take a player like Levine over those stupid draft picks, and I hope they understand that. I hope they don't not do the deal for draft picks. These. You're you're gonna win fifty plus games every year for the next ten years probably if you get if you get Levine you're gonna win close to sixty every year, so you you don't want those stupid draft picks you trade those as much as you can if you can get Levine because I, I think if you get Levine for like I said Dinwiddie and Bertans and you can bring in a low price center. Now they were talking about uh, the Mavericks have like this six million dollar mid level exception, exception, and um, that Kevin O'Connor he did bring up uh, Javale McGee being a player that you know they could look at to fill with that contract. And man, I I tell you what, if you could get Levine and McGee, you know a a real big in there to play a real center, I I just I think you've got to be a favorite to be in the finals. I, I I don't know how you're not. Um I I I think that and I and I'm probably wrong about this because like I said I, I haven't done a ton of research yet but I think that um, Jordan Poole might be a free agent. Now Jordan Poole or the, the Golden State Warriors are way over the salary cap. And you can go you can continue to sign your players and stay over the salary cap, but they're they've been such a repeater for so long that they're in a situation where you know, a $1 million contract might cost them $10 million. Something that crazy. And so I think there's a team out there that if Jordan Poole is um, a free agent. Like I said, I think he is. I want to say he is. I, I can't remember. I'll have to, like I said, I'll have to look that up when the time comes. I think there will be a team out there that tries to take him away, offer him something crazy like 18 a year. And I think he takes it. When you're a guy like Jordan Poole, you take the money. You don't, you know, you don't worry about winning titles. Um, You have no, uh, and it sounds. I don't want to make this sound like it's it's a, it's a knock on him but like when you're like a, a top 50 all-time player obviously you think about legacy right but when you're a guy who's just a role player on a team and you can get 18 a year you take that 18 a year <laughs> you know you don't worry about legacy you worry about feeding your family right and cuz Jordan Poole I don't think he makes really that much money so if i if i think that there will be a team out there that tries to take him away and I think that'll just, um, I think that'll make Golden State's talent a little less. I don't think they'll be able to bring really anyone in. And whether, you know, they bring like Otto Porter back or uh, and Now Bielitsa hadn't really played a ton, so he's, you know, you let him go, that's not big a deal. But I know they have Wiseman coming at some point, or if they want to use him in a trade, they can. Obviously, Kaminga and Moody were rookies, so they didn't really contribute, and you expect them to contribute more. But the one guy that really helps them be who they are is Jordan Poole, because he can shoot. You take one shooter off that team, and you're all of a sudden not as good. You're not as lethal. And I'm not saying they're gonna be worse next year, but what I am saying is they're they're, they're not gonna be probably as hard to beat next year if he does leave so and I know I'm getting in uh, next year a little early but I just think if I think the number one free agent target should be Zach Levine and number two I think should if they can't get Zach Levine I guess I would go for the Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert is a defensive superstar and defensive superstars can make a big difference as far as Rudy Gobert, which you'd have to give up, it'd probably be it'd have to be around the same package. It would have to probably go around Dinwiddie and Bertans or Hardaway. And you know, I I, I the only thing I worry about is playoff basketball. When, you know, I think regular season basketball, at Dallas would be just fine. They'd win a ton of games. But where they'd get in trouble is playoff basketball because you'd be running the same offense that you are running now. And I think they wanna go away from that. Honestly, I think they do. I, I don't think they wanna just keep doing let's just try and outshoot people because you you can't win that. You you can't outshoot a team that's better shooting team. That's just that's how it is. And I think and I'm gonna go into the finals here in a minute, but that's that's Golden State's plan in these entire playoffs we don't think you can shoot better than we can and yeah there's going to be games where you do and you're going to win them but i think their thought is in a seven game series we're better shooters and so they get you in a three-point shooting contest and i i just don't think you're going to beat them in one. even like i said even if next year they don't have jordan Poole, i still think you're not gonna beat them in a three-point shooting contest. So, I think best case scenario for Dallas would be Zach Levine, and I think they should go all in on Zach Levine. Um, like I said, if if they want, if you can get away with like a Dinwiddie, Barton's, and draft picks, if you have to throw Josh Green in, throw Josh Green. But I think I think if Zach Levine is serious about winning, I I think he play it comes to Dallas and plays. You know, if you're going. If you want to be the main guy, and that's kind of what I think the thought was, was he wanted to be the main guy, you go to San Antonio, you know, because in San Antonio you will be the main guy. Um, there, there's nobody else there, really, and you'll be the guy. so um, I'm just curious to see um, how that plays out. So, you know, some people talk about Miles Turner. um the the only thing, the one thing I just don't really like about Miles Turner is just he's always hurt, man. And it, it's just going to be the same thing with KP. Is KP playing tonight? Is KP? Is Miles Turner playing tonight? Is Miles Turner, because that's just how it is. So, but like I said, we'll get into that when the time comes. Um, I was just kind of going over what uh, some stories were, uh, and. Other than that, like I said, the only thing going on is the finals. Um, Game one was last night. I'm actually recording this on a Friday night, so game one was last night. Uh, I didn't catch every minute of it, but I probably saw 80% of it. Um, I did see 100% of the fourth quarter. So um, I, I have to say, man, that it was a really good basketball game. Um, I thought the Celtics could be Golden State. Um, I had said in my in my last pod, I think in my last pod they hadn't even determined who was going. I think uh, I think Boston and Miami were still playing, but you know I had said I, I think if Miami were won that Golden State would beat Miami, but if Boston won, I thought Boston could win because I think Boston can keep up scoring wise. And one of the things I was just saying, that the Golden State Warriors don't think you can shoot um, as good as they can. So, you know, Boston got the same open looks Dallas did. And Boston capitalized. You know, they shot 50% from three. If you shoot 50% from three, you're going to win, especially on 41 attempts. But, I mean, that was a complete team win. I mean, everybody showed up. And... um, You know, the plus-minuses are funny when you look at this because, like, Marcus Smart was a minus-one, but Derek White was 25, a plus-25. Jalen Brown was a plus-22. And, you know, to get 26 from Horford, to get 24 from Jalen Brown, 21 from Derek White, 18 from Marcus Smart, 12 from Jason Tatum, they even got 8 from Peyton Pritchard. You just... It was a complete team win, and you know Robert Williams, having that guy in the middle, they had he had four blocks. Uh, the one discrepancy in this game that was interesting, um, they did tie in rebounds, but the Boston Celtics they rebounded as a team. Their highest rebounder had seven, and it was Jalen Brown you know the Robert Williams had six Al Horford had six Marcus Smart had five Jason Tatum had five Peyton Pritchard had six it's it's funny how they rebound as a team like that where you know with Golden State Draymond had 11 Looney had nine um he had a couple guys Wiggins and Curry had five and Porter had four but you know they ultimately it's like they play a complete team game um Tatum had 13 assists, which was interesting to see. Uh, You know, he was – what's funny is that he was a ball-dominant player sort of in that game, but he basically did what Luka did. He had the ball. uh, He handled the ball because Marcus Smart played 29 minutes, which, you know, compared to Tatum who played 41 – and uh, brown who played 37 even horford 32 and uh even Derek white played more minutes than marcus smart and i think the idea was that jason tatum is going to handle the ball and just distribute it to the open player and that's what he did um, they played basically mavericks basketball offensively and it was just drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick. Now, they do get a lot more two-pointers, but almost 50% of their there was 85 total shots for Boston. 41 of them were threes, so that's almost 50%. Um, That's pretty much a Dallas basketball game, and I think the reason they played that way is because that's what Golden State wants you to do. Golden State, they're gonna pack the paint they're not going to allow you to get paint points and they're going to let you shoot threes because they think they can outshoot you. And, you know, last night it didn't work. Uh, they still shot 42% from three. Um, you know, Steph took 14 attempts and made seven of them. He's had 34 points. Problem is, uh, you know, last night a guy like Looney who went off against Dwight Powell and Maxie, who guys who really aren't, well, actually Maxi Maxie to me would be a better four. If you could put Maxi next to a real big, that would be something that would make him even better. But, you know, Looney and Green, having four points apiece, that's just not gonna cut it. Otto Porter had 12. Iguodala came in and scored seven. Uh, but, you know, Wiggins had 20, but he had a poor shooting night from three. Uh, you know, Thompson only had 15. That's pretty much a down game. He didn't, he was three for seven on his threes, which is 42%, which isn't bad. That's actually a good three point shooting percentage, but he only took seven. Uh, you know, the thing about the difference between Dallas and Boston, obviously, is defensively. Uh, Boston's the better defensive team. They have two centers they can put out there, where Dallas had zero. So that's one of the biggest things that sort of sticks out, uh, and that's why, you know, one of the polls that came out, I guess, after the Western Conference Finals was if Dallas had a center, they could win the finals, and that's how close Dallas it was this last year. And, you know, obviously the, the jabronis at TNT think that Dallas's run was a fluke, but you can't really first thing. – first of all, I don't think it's a fluke. I think Dallas is only going to get better. But second of all, you can't call something a fluke until the next year like for example like Atlanta you know they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year Atlanta's got a lot of talent i thought they deserved you know everything that they got last year because they they i thought they earned everything they got last year because they played hard and they have good players i thought they were a disappointment this year and when you have a team that's a disappointment like Atlanta then you look at last year and you could call it a fluke but you can't call the Mavericks run a fluke until you see how they play next year. If they make it to the Western Conference Finals again next year, you can't call it a fluke. So, you you know, it's just for whatever reason, Shaq doesn't like the Mavericks. He doesn't like Luka. I still don't know what it is. If someone were asking about it, he'd lie and tell you that he likes them. But he doesn't. I'm not sure why he doesn't. I think it's because it's another guy that's going to threaten to pass him on the all-time uh, scoring list. He's just going to fall on the all-time scoring list as time goes on. Uh, so it just – I don't know what it is. But I think I, – I think <coughs> – <coughs> sorry. You know, but anyhow, Boston, they the way the Golden State defended him last night, though, Boston did play a lot like Dallas they just got the shots to go down like dallas did in game four but like they couldn't get in game three and why dallas ultimately pretty much lost is because they could not you know they they had to win game three at home they had to win their home games like they did get against phoenix and they didn't but now you know boston one thing i think they still do at the finals is they still Um, I'm not sure if they changed this or not. I I have a hard time remembering, but I think they still play the 2-3-2. You know, Golden State's going to have two games at home, and then Boston gets three at home, and then Golden State gets two more at home. I don't like that way, but... I I think... I think at some point, Boston's going to have to win a second game in Golden State, in San Francisco, or wherever it is they play. But... I think they can do it i think boston will win in six i think golden state wins game two i think golden state wins one of the three in boston because winning three in a row like that is tough in the finals so i do think golden state will win one game in boston but i think boston will close them out in game six that's just my thought um other than that you know there's not a lot going on um there will be more stories to talk about once these finals come to an end, um, there'll be some rumors. Probably maybe more rumors going around. The draft is coming up, so the draft happens in a couple weeks. So we'll go over that. We'll talk about that, and then free agencies July. So hopefully, hopefully the Mavs can get a home run in that. But I'm gonna go ahead and the end it there. I'll probably do you know another. Um, just in a week or so another pod Uh, you know like I said there's not a unless there's something major comes out something to talk about but I really doubt anything major will come out during the finals Um, I just assume you know the Saturday is uh, game two Uh, I haven't looked at the schedule but I figure game three is Monday game four is Wednesday and game five is Friday so The finals will still be going on, and I'll just do another pod and talk about what's happened since then. If there's any Mavericks news, we'll talk about it. Uh, I don't think there'll be a ton. It's just a bunch of people writing a bunch of garbage just to get clicks or whatever. But other than that, I'll go ahead and end it there. Um, If you could, rate and review the podcast. Wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd appreciate it. But uh, until next time, we'll see you later.